0: Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I'm super excited to be connecting with you this week. And if we have not connected personally, I would love to do that over on Instagram. I'm Veronica E. Grant. You can send me a DM, comment on one of my photos. I really love to hear from you. I really love to hear what's going on in your life and ways that I can support you. And that's also a great place to connect with me if you're looking for more inspiration and tips and tools on shifting your love life patterns and healing your inner child throughout the week. So again, that's Veronica E. Grant. And if you haven't already, I have a quick request. I would love for you to leave a quick rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps me to grow the show, and I read every single review, and it just means so much to me. And it's a really great way to help me grow the show. So if you're like, gosh, I really wish I could do something to support Veronica. I'm not a client of hers, but what can I do? Well, this is the thing. So all you have to do is scroll down on your podcast player if you're on Apple Podcasts look for the stars, tap some stars. And if you have an extra 30 seconds, I would love for you to leave me a review. Again, it really helps. It tells the podcast gods that people, well, gods and goddesses, I should say, that people love this podcast and they should push it out to more folks. So thank you. Thank you. So right after grad school and throughout my 20s, I moved around from place to place, not really on purpose, but it just so happened that was Where the wind was taking me in my career. And then finally, I landed in DC. And one of the reasons that I was so excited to be moving to DC, not only for the fact that a lot of my college friends lived there and I could reconnect with them, but also because I was so excited to try online dating. Before I had moved to DC, I had only lived in pretty small towns and abroad. And at that point, You know, online dating was definitely a thing. It was, this is not like the 80s or the early 90s or so, but it wasn't as widespread. It was before there was a lot of the swiping and the apps. And so it just wasn't a thing that a lot of people did either abroad or what they did in a small town. So was so excited to be living in D.C. And as soon as I got there, I set up my profile, and I immediately got to scrolling. And I did eventually do some swiping. Tinder was hardly a thing then, but I did use Hinge a lot, which I really loved at the time. And for me, I was just so excited because you all know my story. I don't need to rehash it right now. But I really, really, really wanted to meet someone. I was It was so important to me. I was so passionate about it. And living in smaller towns... Was Even though I loved it in a lot of ways, it was deeply frustrating because I felt like my quote unquote pool was smaller and I couldn't meet as many people. So not only was I excited to be in a bigger city, but I was excited to like literally have hundreds and thousands of people at my fingertips that I could swipe on and talk to and potentially go on dates with. So in this episode, I want to take you through three major limiting beliefs that I see all the time, both within my clients, but also in messages that I get on Instagram and email. So the number one limiting belief that I hear all the time is women will tell me, you know, Veronica, online dating isn't for me. Or a close cousin of that is I'm not cut out for online dating. Here's the thing. Anyone can online date. It's not like required that you have to be a certain kind of person or have a certain kind of personality. I think that if you are feeling like this, there's a good chance you have some issues around boundaries. So let me explain. When you online date, you have to, and excuse my French, have to shit or get off the pot. And that's the mentality that you need to have, meaning you're not fucking around when you are online. And here's what I mean. No one is cut out for constant ghosting. No one is cut out for constant dick pics or inappropriate questions or conversations or talking about sex way before you even know what the person, I don't know, what their favorite TV show is. If you went to a bar and somebody walked up to you at the bar and like whipped out their dick, (laughs) you'd be like, what the hell? And you would get out of there, right? You might notify the bouncer, you might call the police, you would. Definitely beeline it back to your table with all your friends, and you'd be like, Oh my gosh, this is what happened. The thing is, you would never put up with that behavior in person. And yet, for some reason, we've created this collective belief that that's just how it is online and that we just have to deal with it. And this is just the consequence of being single in 2020. And I'm calling total and complete bullshit on that. So, you either settle for that kind of behavior and just think that's what you have to expect, or you get really, really, really bent out of shape around that behavior. And you get really pissed off. And you talk to your friends about it. And you talk to your sister about it. And you talk to your coworker about it. And then you write about it in your journal. And then you want to make sure that that they know that they were wrong. And you kind of want to police their behavior and try to quote unquote, punish them. But the truth is, is that like, you can't do any of that. Because if that's how you do react to inappropriate or bad or frustrating or annoying behavior online, then yeah, you're not cut out for that. But if It's not because it's online dating. It's because no one is cut out for just constantly allowing that kind of behavior to take up that kind of energetic and mental space. I've said this before on the podcast, but I need to remind you that we as humans, we have very, 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 very limited energetic, emotional bandwidth, right? When you consider first the stress and anxiety of coronavirus, so this is a special time, but then plus finances and plus career and plus your health and plus your spirituality and plus all the other things that you have to do in your day-to-day life, the time that you have left over to actually date is not even the time, but the energetic bandwidth that you have left over after all of the other stuff is taking up your space is so, 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 so small. And so if you allow this kind of behavior to take up that very, very finite amount of space that you have, then of course you're gonna hate online dating because you're only allowing the crappy parts to be a part of your experience online. So there is nothing you can do. Well, I do think there are a few things you can do which we'll talk about a little bit to prevent some of this behavior. But when you get that inappropriate behavior, or when you get that perpetual pen pal thing, and they don't seem to be willing to move to something, you know, to the next step, even if you've asked for, hey, a phone call or a date or a Zoom date or whatever, then what you have to do is you have to delete, block and move on. Done. End of story. Don't try to police their behavior. Don't try to talk to all your friends about it and get all pissy about it because you don't have the time. You don't have the emotional bandwidth. You have so many other more important things to focus your time, energy, and attention to. They're not worth it. And I promise you that if you get more clear with your boundaries and what you're willing to put up with and not willing to put up with, and hopefully you're not willing to put up with any crap at all online I promise just that one shift alone will make your experience online so much better. Hey there. I wanted to jump in here real quick to let you know about a brand new free workshop I've created. It's called the five-step strategy to banish anxiety and overwhelm in your love life. So you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. In the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, the number one reason why successful women specifically struggle in love, and of course, what to do about it, and how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and of course, so much more. If you like my style, my philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, you're going to love this workshop. I teach you the why and how behind a lot of what I do while even digging a bit into the science of love so you can begin to see real change in your own love life. It's really all of my best work in one place, and you can access the free workshop right now. You don't have to spend years in therapy or read every damn book in the self-help aisle to dramatically transform your love life. If you feel like you have it all but love, this is 100% for you. So grab your free seat at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. Okay, moving on to the second limiting belief that I hear all the time, that is, no one writes me back and no one pursues me. Now I hear this because sometimes that feels like it's true. It feels like you log into your app or whatever, and you have zero messages. And so you think, but Veronica, this is actually true. No one writes back or no one pursues me or no one swipes right or whatever it is. There are two things that I will say to this. One, this is really, really close to the poor me victim mentality. So if you've ever taken my dating block quiz, which you can do at veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz, and that'll tell you what dating block you have and then steps to clear that specific block. But if you have the poor me or if that tends to rank high when you do take the quiz, even if it's not your number one, this is how that block can play out, right? Imagine if you were to log on right now, and you're thinking, oh God, I hate being here. No one writes me. No one pursues me. God, I'm just wasting my time. Why am I here? Like, what do you think you'll do? What do you think your actions will be? Who do you think you'll swipe right on? Who do you think you'll message first? Like, what actions do you think you'll take or what actions do you think you'll not take as a result of how you actively feel in your experience online dating? Now, on the flip side, what if you showed up online and you were like, I'm really excited to be here. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea who I'm going to meet. I have no idea if I'm going to meet anybody. I have no idea who's going to write me or who I'm going to see online, but I'm just really excited. This is an opportunity and I'm taking it as such. How do you think not only will your energy be different, but how do you think your actual actions will be different? The things that you do or the things that you don't do, things are going to be very, very different for you if you show up with those two kinds of energies. So just notice that if you have some of this poor me mentality, the poor me energy showing up online, you're going to kind of get that poor me energy right back at you because like attracts like, but if you show up online with that more excitement and wonder and ooh, what can happen? Who can I meet? Kind of that curiosity, then there's no guarantee that you're going to meet your Mr. Whoever. I shouldn't say Mr., but your perfect person that in that moment or that time But over a longer period of time, your experience online will change. And the next thing that I often hear is, especially if it's a client and I can start probing a little bit to see what's really going on in their online dating experiences, you know, again, they'll say, oh, Veronica, no one writes me, no one pursues me. And I'm like, well, who do you write to? I'm like, oh, I don't write to anyone. That should be the guy's role. They should be the one pursuing me. And so there's these old archaic myths out there. In dating in general, but it also definitely shows up online that it's the man's job to write you first or pursue you or take it to the next level by offering a phone call or asking you on a date. And I call complete and utter bullshit on that. You know, no one, especially someone who is emotionally available, is going to go out of their way to be rejected. So if you're not doing any of the pursuing, if you're not really making an effort with the other person, if you're not writing first, if you're not doing anything that would otherwise give any kind of hint, big or small, to the other person that you're interested in and that you like them, they're not going to go on a limb to get rejected. Nobody is. And in fact, the people who will are going to be the people who don't care. The people who aren't actually trying to date you, they're just trying to message every single person they possibly can and they're like sending the same message over and over and over and over again so you're just included in on that list, right? Like and you're like, "Oh, someone wrote me. Great." And so then you write that person back or or whatever. Like those are the people that don't care about getting rejected because they're not really looking for anything real or serious anyways. But for the people who are actually serious about online and they're emotionally available for what being in a relationship actually entails, yeah, they're going to be a little bit more scared. They're going to be a little bit more timid because they actually have something to lose. So if you feel like no one writes you back or no one pursues you, then definitely make sure you check out my quiz and see if the poor me mentality is showing up elsewhere in your love life because I really, really would... Bet that it is. And also, I want you to try showing up online with these two shifts. What is the energy that you're bringing to the online space? And then, second, do you pursue? Do you write first? Do you throw them a bone at all? Okay, so the third limiting belief that I hear a lot from women about online dating is that you have to sift through all the bad people and all the weeds in order to find your diamond in the rough. And here's the thing. Yeah, there are a lot of people online. There are more people online than you will ever need to meet in order to find your person. That is true. But you can also go online with that kind of energy and attitude. And again, ask yourself, what kind of actions would you take with that? Or you can see it as an opportunity to meet hundreds of people at your fingertips Heck, you don't even have to put your pants on. Even today, you don't have to put your pants on for a first date because most first dates are on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever. And especially if you are really busy or if you're introverted or you're a single mom and you don't really want to or necessarily can go out all the time just to maybe meet one or two people, but instead you can meet... 20 people in the span of 10, 15 minutes, like that's an incredible opportunity. And you can choose to believe that, or you can choose to believe that you just got to search and search and search and search and dig through the weeds in order to find your person. Now, here's the thing. The paradox of choice is a real thing, right? If you have hundreds of options, then a lot of times you're like, Oh, I don't know. I pick nothing. Right. And then if you just have two or three options, then it's much easier to say yes, that one. And you know, the whole jam study at farmers markets, like this, you know, I shouldn't say proves it, but it certainly leads to belief that the paradox of choice is certainly a real thing, and there's no reason to believe that it wouldn't exist for online dating. So what I actually want you to do is I want you to find easy ways to nix out three quarters of the people that you see online. And I know that sounds a little crazy. You're like, Veronica, you're getting me excited to how there are all these people online that I can meet, but now you want me to say three quarters of them aren't the right fit for me. And yeah, that's exactly what I want you to do. And just a side note, you know, I often hear from women, you know, especially women who work with me and they say, well, won't this make it harder for me to find someone because I'm growing emotionally and spiritually and I'm more evolved and I want someone like that. Doesn't that mean there's less potential people out there for me? And I'm like, yeah, but that's not a bad thing because that makes your decisions and choices and dating so much easier. So, if you can make this whole like having to search through the weeds thing a non reality for you and actually just make it really quite simple as to who you'll put your time and energy into and who you won't, then you're not going to feel as stressed and stretched out thin. So, here's the thing if you think that you have to pick through all the weeds to find your person, it's usually because you aren't being super clear on what you really want. You're not being super clear with yourself about what kind of behavior you will or will not put up with, like the unwanted sex talk or just the endless pinpaling back and forth, back and forth. Or maybe your profile itself doesn't do a good enough job weeding out the ill-fitting people. So my guess is that if you struggle with feeling like you just have to sift through so many people and so many profiles online, my guess is that you might suffer a little bit from setting and enforcing boundaries in your life offline as well. So Here's the thing. In the next week, I'm hosting a workshop about conscious online dating so it doesn't have to drain your energy or time or make you hate dating. And so you can actually meet someone you're really excited about. Now, to be clear, like I said at the top of the show, this workshop alone will not solve all of your love life problems. This workshop will not Address inner child work per se, but it will be an application of inner child work and of being able to see how your blocks actually play out in real time when you're actively dating. So, if you want to be able to approach online dating from a more clear, more confident, and fresh perspective, learn how to deal with the ups and downs of online dating that also addresses some of the deeper stuff, then you'll love this workshop. Now, at the time of this recording, I don't have a sign up page ready quite yet, so if you want in, make sure you're on my email list and look out for an email from me coming out about it in the next week, probably on Monday, June 1st. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram or an email, hello at veronicagrant.com, and tell me that you want more information about the Conscious Online Dating Workshop. There's only going to be 30 spots available and they're only $99 each. So I expect this to fill up pretty quick. So if you are listening to this on or around May 28th and the week, you know, right after May 28th, make sure you reach out to me or look for that email from me quick because 30 spots are going to go fairly quickly because I don't really have any ways to work with me for only $99. So I think this will fill up quick. All right, my dear, that's all I've got for you this week. Next week, I've got a brand new coaching episode that is so good. If you struggle with anger towards a parent or a step parent or someone who's wronged you in the past, this is going to be a really important episode for you to listen to. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now.